Hey, what's up? It is episode 87 of the Chasing Points podcast, and thanks for tuning in to another week to the podcast that gives you the most honest viewpoints on the week's hottest topics. What's up? My name is Sam. That's Brandon. One pointing, you can't see me, but maybe soon. I don't know. What's up, Hayes? How are you, man? I'm doing well. The reason why Sam sounds like he's fumbling on this intro is because it's new, if you haven't noticed, and it's hilarious because I just trying to keep my composure over here. But uh, it's been two weeks in a row now, and I just can't stop. It's muscle memory, I can't man. stop laughing in my head. Muscle but memory. I, 85 episodes of saying the same shit, and now it's, <laughs> it's switched now up. Start me. over again. Uh, I am anxious, Sam. I'm anxious. How are anxious. you? Anxious. There's a lot going on in your world right now. I mean, there this sure podcast, is. This pod, episode 87 of the Chasing Points podcast, is curated to Brandon. Now you Should may call Brandon's nightmare question mark question mark. This whole podcast is just dedicated to your uh your nightmares. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny. You start a podcast because you want to do things your way, you want to give your point of view, and you want to kind of just share what you think would be a great experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we do that every week, tailored to ourselves and what our listeners we've come to to learn our, our listeners like. And then it's a uh, this episode is just truly Brennan's nightmare. So, also, uh, real quick, uh, since Sam texted me, I didn't say that I know people 10% better than the NFL. Let's just be very, very clear about that. I said I know 10 people that are better than Eli Apple. I said Eli Apple is the only person I'm talking about. Nobody else in the league, just Eli Apple. That's what I said. I feel like you said 10%, and I also feel like even though we think Eli Apple is a scrub, he's still one of the better corners in the NFL. That's saying no, the a lot. hell he's not. No, the hell he's not. He is average at best. Mm-hmm. He is average at best. Yeah, I'll go with the at best. <laughs> yeah, I will never ever die on that hill. No, I've watched him play too many times in New York and now with the Bengals. He is literally the definition of. Any basketball player, when they get a call against them or any football player, and then they mess up and then they get something that is way over the head and then they put their hands out and they celebrate like they actually did something. That's Eli Apple well, yeah. every well, yeah. single time. Stop it. Stop it. I will well, give his, Eli Apple his slander at all times. I'm talking about his performance on the field, not his theatrics on the field. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not talking a, about both. I'm talking I'm about him Eli as a Apple whole. fan. <laughs> Eli Apple can kick rocks. But anyway, let's get into some more important athletes here uh, so Eli Apple the uh you know a lot going on obviously we're gonna cover as much of it as we can get to right but uh NBA trade deadlines around the corner the Super Bowl of course is only you know like five days from now it's a lot going on but it finally happened Friday afternoon Kyrie says he wants out of Brooklyn officially or at least you know he said it again and uh by Sunday afternoon he was gone Kyrie Irving and uh, one of the Morris brothers traded to uh, to Dallas for uh, former net Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first rounder, I believe unprotected in 2029, and two second rounders. And that happened pretty quickly. I know there were some other, uh, the Nets were hoping maybe some other teams would jump in on this and make it a much bigger deal. But at the end of the day, Kyrie got his wish and, and probably much of Brooklyn got their wish and and Kyrie is out of town already. You know, as we're recording, he's having his press conference in Dallas, and uh, 
we'll react to that too. But Hayes, you are the resident uh, Nets fan on this podcast. And uh, I'll just give you the floor first here. Uh, Kyrie is no longer a net. It's pretty funny because Kyrie got traded to my old former favorite team, which is the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who I left after they won a championship to follow Darren Williams to Brooklyn. And it's just funny how one of my favorite players in Kyrie is now traded there. Um, He will always be one of my favorite players. That's something that I'll never, ever knock. Um, There's to me, it's never been uh, a question about Kyrie's talent. I think everybody knows that he is probably the most talented person we've ever seen handle a basketball in our whole entire life period uh the way that he moves with the ball the things that he does uh the way that he can dice up damn near any player is is just magic it's magical i i love seeing this um but as a nets fan i am okay with Kyrie being gone it sucks losing that talent that i'm talking about but what comes with that talent uh, on and off the court, whether you agree with it or not, uh, that is too much for me. I like to hear my guys just come to work, do what they got to do, and you don't really hear too much about them. I like hearing a boring-ass team, Sam. <laughs> I like a team that I don't hear too much about any damn person on the team. That is my flavor. That is my favorite thing, um, but that's not the case with Kyrie and a lot has to do with uh, things that, you know, follow him from the the flat earther theory to uh, not taking the COVID shot uh, to the uh, posting the, the movie that had anti-Semitic tropes in it, uh, so on and so forth, right? There's, it, it does seem like there is a target on his back. I, I, I cannot, I cannot deny that aspect of it. Uh, it does feel like anything that he does, uh, he is prime real estate, for them to talk about. Can you say that he's at fault for that? In times, yes, because you're giving people bullets and poured uh, material, you're giving them uh, media, and they're going to cling on to everything uh, that you say. And I think at some part of him, actually a, a good part of him knows that this is what's going to happen because he's not a dummy. He's a very smart individual. So he knows what's going to come with this. Um, but I think... In return of what, because one of the questions Sam has here is who won. I think that that is to be determined on both sides. I can't really say that the Nets won because all that the Nets gave up and cleared to get Kyrie along with KD, because all, all along, all they wanted was KD. They never really wanted Kyrie, but that was a package deal because of KD. So, of course... You're going to do whatever you can do to get KD on your team. They also went out and got James Harden. There's a lot of picks that were <laughs> given away, uh, solid players traded away. You got Jared Allen, uh, Karis LeVert, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was a part of this. So, like, there's there was a bunch of pieces that were moved a part of this. Uh, and, and Sam, you and I talked about it on this podcast is like, Damn, is is this another Billy King <laughs> uh, whole incident that's going on here? Like, you, you didn't learn from that? Like, what are we doing? So for me, I think the verdict is still out because we don't know how Luca and Kyrie are going to play together, which we're going to get a little bit further into. 
And we don't know if Spencer Dinwiddie is going to even stay because from what I've heard is the Nets aren't done. And I'm sure they're having conversations with KD about what they want. And they're trying to keep KD there at all costs. And I know they're looking at Toronto because everybody's looking at Toronto. And I've heard Fred Van Vliet, uh, Fred Van Vliet, tongue twister, uh, uh, pop up in this rumor, uh, OG and Anobi, um, Siakam. So I know they're going to try to get somebody else. Does it happen? I don't know because I don't think they really care about those, those picks. If they can keep KD and build around him with other, I think they can still build something great. But you can't ever replace a talent like Kyrie. So, Sam, I I, I really don't know who won this. Yeah, it's well, it's, that was just you know a talking point there. I mean, obviously, the talent that Kyrie has, and we've even seen it, especially with KD not on the floor the last what three weeks now. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been all world. I mean you're seeing why people put up with all of this. Yeah, and it, he's truly. You mentioned it. The ball hand. There's not a. I've never seen a better ball handler. I don't know. I don't watch as much basketball as you. I haven't watched as long as you. But take my word. He's, yeah, he's truly, nobody like him. <laughs> he's truly special. Penetrating the, you know, uh, getting to the the glass. All of it. He is. He is a special talent. And he nailed one of the biggest shots in NBA history too. So, you know, it it it's all it's all part of the package. There, it's it's kind of wild that th- with how everything has unfolded, that they even got anything for him. I mean, yeah, I, I think I will disagree with your points of I think most of this with Kyrie, and I I, I you kind of said that I think it, most of it's self inflicted. He's he's not a dummy, and but he also act surprised that the media reacts to whatever he does or says like he's not going to believe like how uh you know naive or ignorant are you going to be Kyrie likes think, to be the villain yeah let's, it, let's, let's it's keep like, it a buck he's, so, he loves yeah. he relishes being the villain the villain the victim it's you know it's it, it got old quick I mean how many teams is he going to just implode on the way out kind of I thing I mean we saw him <laughs> in Cleveland quickly get you know out of there and, and gave up on a, a final you know a, a a semifinal team in boston where was that the semifinals i think it was semifinals right or he just kind of cla- like i don't did, even remember what he did because it was so damn quick yeah it just there. it said he was gonna stay in boston and then just mm-hmm. got the hell out of there um so i have no sympathy for him i i laugh when he says you know he he was saying in his press conference we just heard we were listening to a bit of it before we hit record here that he, you know, he finally feels welcome or something like that. Dude, you you said before Steve Nash was hired, we don't need a coach. We could coach ourselves. You were in complete you and your friend Kevin Durant, who stood qu- at least publicly quiet behind everything you did, ran this team Yep, to a detriment at points. Yep. I mean, you've seen it. every team LeBron has, quote unquote, ever been behind like it it falls apart the trades that he wants these guys want to make and they don't obviously they don't care about the long-term success of these teams obviously uh Kevin Durant's got four years left on his contract three years left and he's already dictating where he wants to go this is like you know we talk about the player empowerment era and all of this but it's like like what are you know it what are we doing 
kind of just look i'm all for players expressing their freedom expressing their personality playing where they want to play but like katie you have three and a half years left on your deal you're and you're gonna leverage yourself out of brooklyn now if i were him i would this thing's falling apart fast and it's so ironic because before katie and, and Kyrie joined this team it was hey look at what sean marks has built coming out of the billy king era building a culture building a community putting their stamp on Brooklyn. Finally, Prokhorov's out of the picture. You got like a, you're building an actual team here. You're not chasing stars. And then, yes, you get KD. You have to get Kyrie. You have to get DeAndre with that. I get it. But just the, the, uh, what you had to give up for Harden and you mentioned all the, the great players and you gutted this team so many different times. Now you're just, to be able to recoup anything for Kyrie is, impressive let alone you know two pretty good players i really like finney smith you know just too. a that's really the, good perimeter that's the best part of it for me yeah, yeah i i you know that pick could be interesting if luke is not in dallas in a couple years but um you know that finney smith is is the centerpiece of this deal he's got a couple years left really good three and d guy perimeter guy i think well, it'll definitely help I'm going to take a chance and go back to something you said about KD. If I was KD, I would leave right now. I don't think KD is going to leave anywhere until he sees what is going to happen That's at this true. trade deadline. And I think he doesn't get moved until he doesn't at if he leaves it's during the off season is depending on what they do in this uh, before the trade deadline is going to tell KD a lot because one of the people KD wanted gone was who Sean Marks. He wanted Steve Nash gone, and he wanted Sean Marks gone. All right? So do not be surprised if he asks for a trade or it's quiet this offseason and he says, listen, I said I wanted Sean Marks gone. He didn't do the things that I wanted him to do. Like, I want him gone. So I think the first thing that we have to see is what do the Nets do because I don't believe they're done. Well, they, they've they already shown that they're not done with the reports that they said they were openly not done and are looking to make it a three-team uh, trade when it came to this Kyrie thing because it's not technically official yet. Even though Kyrie's down there and he's he's with them, he, they're still trying to do uh, and acquire some more talent. So if they can get an OG, if they can get a Fred Van Vliet, if they can get a, Pas a Pascal Siakam, uh, that would be huge because they're going to need height in the yeah. East to compete against uh, the Giannis's of the world and then also the Celtics, right? And the Sixers are no slouch either as what they do, even though I still think they're going to choke. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I, I'm very, very intrigued of how Kyrie and Luka play because Kyrie is a ball-dominant guard. And Luca is a ball dominant player. And Luca is more, he's technically a shooting guard, small forward. Um, but he normally commands the ball and holds the ball throughout a, a majority of the possession. The majority of the 24 second uh, clock, he holds the ball. So, how that plays out, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh, but I, I, it's going to be interesting. And, and he's, they're saying that he's looking to sign an extension. I don't believe that for not a damn second, Sam. I'm going to no, tell you this right not, now. That's Where he wants to be is with the Lakers. And all he has to do is finish out this year with the Mavs. And then he can go to the Lakers where he wants to be because he wants to be Kobe so goddamn bad.
Okay, I never got that impression, but I I trust you. <laughs> you never got it? Here, I'll break it down for you. Uh, when Kobe passed and his line, his sneaker line, was going to go under with Nike, you know who said he wanted to be the face and take it over? Kyrie. You know Kyrie and Kobe's relationship. When Kyrie won the championship in Cleveland, you know the first person he called? Kobe. You know the relationship if you've ever seen and watched during uh, the uh, Olympic team of Kyrie going against and talking smack to Kobe and all that. He looked up to Kobe. Kobe was his idol nonstop. This is this is who he did. He was so closely connected to. And to go there is I feel he feels it's a part of him to carry his legacy on. And it's, okay, so to that, just playing the other end of this right now, like LeBron and Jordan, LeBron has mirrored Jordan, Kobe and Jordan. How come we don't give these guys? Did LeBron go to Did LeBron go to Chicago to play with the Bulls? Well, no. I mean, did it, LeBron it, say he wanted to take over Jordan's line? No, I don't think so. But they you didn't. You you cannot deny the parallels that both of those guys have to Michael Jordan that they have publicly expressed over their careers. That they both emulated and wanted to be michael jordan and no one gives them who didn't that right of course and and to this generation it was kobe not even as much lebron and the next the next generation is going to be steph it's just how this works but i i won't give kyrie flack for wanting to be kobe bryant i think the the entire but, league wants but to your point of what you just said makes no sense to what i just said i just said that kyrie tried to take over kobe's line and wants to carry his legacy by going to the Lakers and picking well, it up. All these guys feel more important than they are. And and the Joe size of the world and, and Sean Marks and everyone else gives them entire, you know, gives them that entitlement to feel like they're bigger than they are. And and this I mean, this is a experiment. This is a case study that we will that sports will always have here. Like, how come Kevin Durant, James Harden? And Kyrie Irving could not work. How come this whole Brooklyn experiment from 2019 to 2022 or whatever the years were could not work? You know, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things. Yeah, I mean, if you're saying it like he wanted to take over Kobe's shoe line. okay, you know, okay, that was never that's not going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the egos. Yeah, the egos are all there. That, yeah, but you that's know. that was not what I'm. We're not talking about the egos. I think you're we're missing each other. Or you're missing what I'm saying here. You you brought in LeBron and Kobe trying to emulate Jordan. Well, because you just hold said on, he on. wants. You said to be, LeBron you and said Kobe tried to emulate Jordan. To be Kobe so damn bad. Okay, and then I gave you the point that LeBron and Kobe didn't try to take over Jordan's line. They didn't go to Chicago and try to pick up the legacy from there. Kyrie is the one that is doing that. Those two players that you brought to make an example to play devil's advocate didn't do what I just said Kyrie has done. So there is a major difference there. They may he may still look up to Kobe just like Kobe and Jordan and LeBron looked up to Jordan, but they didn't take those steps that I just said that Kyrie has taken. Well, those are public steps that we know of, but yeah, I I don't think either of them had the have the uh ego that that Kyrie clearly has or that feeling that I could do this 
no one <laughs> in the right mind living or not would would go in and say hey i'm gonna take over mj or kobe's line yeah. if kobe yeah. was god god bless him if he was still on the surf that wouldn't happen if he wasn't on the surf as he is it, it's not gonna happen yeah, so kobe it's, it's kind too of competitive yeah he's too competitive to want to do that no dude bill it's you know it's just he it's wore a, jordans in the beginning of his career and then was like okay now it's time for my stuff and yeah, then he went and had his own line which is extremely successful even to the point postpartum so yeah uh, yeah okay well you know we'll t we'll table that i i don't know i think what we're we're kind of we're in similar uh parallels here it's not it's not as important obviously i i'm supposed to be the Kyrie hater on this podcast i'm not a Kyrie hater i'm just speaking the truths that people may not know about it because you I'm said about be me basketball hater. that's you know this is what i do i love basketball so i'll speak the anyway truth so here. so you mentioned uh the lakers and we'll get to that in a second Luca and you touched on this as well, though. I kind of look at this as an extreme move for Dallas to give up, give up what they did. Now, obviously, there was there was competition for this pick. Whether you believe that the Suns or the Clippers were other teams involved, or um, you know the Heat, maybe to a degree to get KD and you know all this other stuff going on, but Dallas had to to pony up a little bit to to make this work. Do you think Luca and Kyrie will ultimately work? Because it it just kind of reeks as a, a desperation move to me. I think, you know, Dallas has not done a great job of, despite making it to the semifinals last year, uh, haven't done really a great job of of supporting Luca and this team. They tried it with Porzingis, it didn't really work, um, and that wasn't. We could have told you that wasn't going to work, but. Um, what do you what are your thoughts on this new dynamic duo? Well, I've already said that it's not gonna I don't know how it's gonna work because Luca holds the ball for as long as he does. Uh, but they both don't play defense. So yeah, <laughs> you can score all the points that you want. Wasn't that the same issue in Brooklyn when under Steve Nash? Is that you play great offense, but you have no defense, right? So who's gonna play defense? You're losing you losing Dinwiddie, you you're you're losing Finney Smith. You're you're losing defense right there. You're losing guys that actually play on ball and and try to do that. So, yes, you're getting another uh, uh, amazing, prolific, offensive player, superstar. But where's the defense going to come from? Yeah, great question. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. Uh, they do have Jason Kidd as their head coach, and Jason Kidd is one of the best defensive players ever. Uh, so I don't think he's just going to allow. You know that's happening. He'll game planning because he's actually a really, really solid coach. Uh, but I have no idea how this is going to turn out. I, I'm sitting here with everybody else. Uh, my guess is they're not going to even get out of the first round if they make it to the playoffs. Um, that's going to be my prediction. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And any uh, any talk of Kyrie doing anything is just a joke. It's a fool's errand. It's not worth the time obviously he's going to have the ability to do go where he wants to go or the you know the best offer for him and that you know clearly will probably be the lakers especially with the cap um you know the the russ uh westbrook money coming off the cap this year so mm -hmm. kind of lands the opening so back to the lakers there uh 
you know, Josiah was, you know, reports saying that he's basically not going to give, even if, if the Laker deal was a better deal for them, he was not going to <laughs> give Kyrie that and uh, give Kyrie the benefit of going where he wants to go. And I don't, I don't blame him either with that. You know, I think the uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather have this Dallas deal than any reported deal from the Lakers, which obviously those draft picks that were in question 27, 29 are going to be coveted because that's at least four to six years from now. LeBron will not be on this team. If mm-hmm. he's even in the league, he'll, you know, be up to 42 and, you know, AD, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's been very well chronicled on this podcast, Anthony Davis's recent career. So, um, you know, those are certainly coveted assets there, but you know, the, the Lakers are left on the outside looking in as far as upgrading with very little assets here. And, uh, I don't blame Josiah at all for saying no to that. You know, it's a pretty petty move, but you know, it's, he's had to endure a lot of pettiness too. So I don't really uh, disagree with it. He's a businessman. At the end of the day, you, when you're the owner, you can make the moves that you want to make at any point in time. And if you don't want to send it, you can, Kyrie can demand a trade. The owner can, and the owner and GM can trade you and honor that, but to wherever they want to trade you to. So it's just the, it, it's part of the game. So it is what it is with that one. I, I wouldn't, have, if I was him, I wouldn't have done it either. I wouldn't have been like, yeah, 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 we'll send you to wherever you go. But also the haul that they were getting back from the Lakers was not the same as no. what they were getting from Dallas. So I would take which the better deal is. I, I honestly, if I'm getting rid of you, I'm going to try to get the most I can for you. So, and it seems like the Mavericks deal was probably the best deal that they had on the table, at least that we've seen. So, yeah. Yeah. I, again, I don't, I don't know what your, you you just mentioned that Dallas, you know, maybe being one and done in the in the playoffs if they, you know, if so. But I don't see this Nets team going as far as I, I did before. But I think these pieces are certainly helpful. There's, you know, one thing that this Nets team needs, and we've talked about aside from a big guy, is is some depth. Even though they, you know, they have some some good shooters and um and whatnot. I I just don't see the you know, long-term is, or at least the end of the season, this really working out, but it's interesting. They're in fourth place. Right. And they just, you know, it just, it implodes, but that, that leads us to the uh, trade deadline is uh, well, when you're listening to this, it's tomorrow, Thursday, the ninth, you know, a lot of questions to be answered again, pretty much. You mentioned a lot of the Raptors. I I'd have to imagine everyone on that Toronto team is available except for Scotty Barnes. Uh, you know, you have, are the Wizards going to, what are they going to do with Kuzma? John Collins, they, the, reportedly the uh, the Hawks kind of stepped down their, their asking price for John Collins after not getting much there. What are the Knicks going to do? Quickly has been in some trade rumors. There was some OG stuff with the Knicks and some other teams. It'd be really interesting to see what, what happens there. Uh, Obi Toppin and and whatnot so you're just uh basic impression first impressions of the trade deadline and I- i'd have to imagine this is the bit unless kd gets moved this is the biggest move that we're going to see but uh anything you're you're gonna prognosticate towards or uh do your nostra haze well um, yeah yeah one kd's not getting moved uh that's a guarantee one he's not getting moved to the the Raptors are going to look completely different um, because I see a lot of people moving out of there. 
I don't know where. I really feel like Fred VanVleet is really coming to Brooklyn, and it's not just because I want it. I think it's because Katie has a a, a love for Fred. So I think that that might be something that happens. I don't know where Kuz goes, honestly. Um, he's a very he's like the most interesting one in this trade deadline because he's garnering so much attention right now. Um, and I, I I really the only time I really pay attention to Kuzma is with his his walk in outfits. That's the most that I've known. Like I thought Kuzma basically went to the Wizards and then died there. Um, like. At, he didn't impress me when he was really with the Lakers uh, at all. Uh, and anybody that I was looking at when he was part of those teams is, is Brandon Ingram, uh, not him. Uh, so I'm curious with that. The John Collins situation, uh, since that has soured a long time ago with him and Trey Young, he's 100% gone, in my opinion. I think he might go to a West Coast team. Uh, Boyan, uh Whatever team needs a shooter, so I wouldn't be surprised the Lakers actually try to get Bullion Bogdanovich. Yeah, yep, somehow, some way. Manual quickly, I don't know if he if he gets moved to be honest. I think he stays. Um, if I'm a team, I'm looking at these players though. I'm looking at Gary Trent Jr., I'm looking at Karis Levert, I'm looking at Malik Beasley. Uh, these are the those are the players that I'm looking at 100%. And, and Buddy Heald, I'm sorry, that I booked right over Buddy Heald. Um, I 100% would be looking at them, and then also Jordan Clarkson, too, because uh, those guys are good uh, off-the-bench guys. Uh, they can spruce up that second unit of, of their team, so when there's no let-off. Uh, Jordan Clark brings offense. Gary Trent is a two-way player, a great two young two-way player, which I absolutely enjoy his game. Uh, Karras, I haven't a major love for Karras, uh, especially with all that he's gone through, too. Uh, he can score with the best of them. You haven't really heard much about him uh, in Cleveland, uh, which is which is unfortunate. Uh, Buddy Heal is getting a little bit older, but he's a good wing. Um, Elite Beasley, a guard, he's solid. I think he's think he's he's super underrated. But, yeah, I think – I don't know where these people go because there's just too many uh, – too many factors here, but I, I definitely, out of those players, everybody's going there. I'm not talking about the obvious names in like OG and Fred and 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 uh, Pascal because I think those are the top three. Uh, but these are the players that I definitely could see doing something really, really good for a team that's yeah. in the hunt. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a, a lot of players there, but a lot of them were with the Utah Jazz, and there's a lot of rumors going around now that whether it's it's Mike Conley or or Clarkson, as you mentioned, or uh, even Jared Vanderbilt, that um you know they may be maybe on the move there from from Salt Lake there. So we'll we'll have a lot to uh, report back on as again the uh, trade deadline. I think it's like four or five o'clock Eastern on on Thursday or six. I don't know. Thursday afternoon, the ninth is the NBA trade deadline. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll keep you updated as that. And you know before we. Uh, get to that football game that's happening at the end of the week we ha we have to mention a, a couple other news items in the nba you know the the big one here uh lebron james is closing in on the all-time scoring record uh he he had 27 points the other day on saturday so he is 35 points shy of kareem abdul jabbar's all-time scoring record of 38,387 
So he needs 35 points. He's playing uh, Oklahoma City as we're recording this now. So uh, he this is from 538. Uh, some stats here. He's scored at least 35 points in 11 of 43 games this year. So that's about 26%. So obviously there's a decent shot of him doing it tonight. And you have to imagine it's on his mind. But the the really intriguing one is uh, is Thursday when they play Milwaukee. I don't know if the game is in Milwaukee or it's in L.A., but the ties there are, are crazy because Kareem obviously started his career in with the Bucks. So, um, you know, it's just a wild, uh, wild week. And, and you know, I, I know you brought up to the uh, off air that the ticket price is there as as high as we saw sixty five thousand uh, dollars for this game. And I um for tonight's game, right? The Oklahoma City game. Like that's just uh or is that the Milwaukee game? Either way, it's that's wild, dude. A lot of money to see LeBron uh do something that only one person has done in, in NBA history. Yeah, that's for tonight's game and that's courtside. Um Okay. Uh so I feel bad for whoever is paying that because they're not gonna see him get the record tonight. Um I one hundred percent believe that he'll get the record against Milwaukee. A because it's Kareem's old team, as you mentioned. B, it's against Giannis. C, it's on national TV. LeBron is a showman. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. LeBron is a showman. So do not be surprised if LeBron starts getting in the high 20s and starts passing the ball more. <laughs> he is a passer first, so that wouldn't be out of the norm. But do not be surprised if LeBron does that. He's also, I mean, going to want to win this basketball game. Of course. Obviously. Of course. It goes without being said. So, uh, you know, if there's a situation, you know, it, it is the thunder. But, I mean, these are, you know, these aren't the Lakers that we would see on paper. This this team's not performing the way that, you know, expectations, you know, would have it. So, be uh, interesting to see there. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I, I can't see you know, paying that for something so uncertain, but, um, you know, obviously whoever had that money or whoever's paying for that has got the money. So I think they're fine. They're more than fine. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably like some people's salary. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I mean, kudos to LeBron. I mean, this is a, this not only just shows off his longevity, obviously he's been in this league since he was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, he's 38 now. Um, so not only the longevity, but just, you know, he's he's missed, you know, some games lately in the last few years than than in the past. But, you know, this is not just this is about being, you know, an all time great and being a, a just a scorer. He's a lot of things. He's a scorer. He's a passer. He's he's, you know, he's a runner. He's when, a track star. Yes. When you when you need to turn it on, there's no one that does better um and at 38 years old it's certainly impressive and we'll certainly have a lot of time to um reflect back on on lebron when that career is over but um you know that's that's Uh, a huge that's a big deal in the nba for sure before we move on to the next thing uh i've in recent months i've sat with myself and thought about this you just sit in the corner have some no, I just like sit on a couch and just on. stare at the ceiling and then just 
let my thoughts come to me. Yeah. Uh, LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. Ooh. That hurts me because Michael Jordan is my hands down favorite basketball player of all time and was my argument for the longest. But LeBron is about to break the record for the most points by an NBA player. And his career is still not done. He's fourth on the assist list. He has the most clutch shots in NBA history. Now, people have said, you remember the beginning of his career, free throw line. I'm sure you remember watching his Sam Braun missing yep. free throws. It was a narrative that they ran and drove into the ground. Statistically, I don't know if you saw J.J. Reddick's blurb, but he said on a podcast and read out the stats, and I went to read them myself because I couldn't believe it. LeBron has the most clutch shots in NBA history in the fourth quarter and last few minutes. It's LeBron. Um, second is Kobe. Um, this man has literally done anything and everything. He's a freak athlete that could have probably played any damn sport that he wanted to play, but he decided to play basketball. And he's really, really good at that. He's also a young man that, and I'm saying a young man like he's not older than me, uh, <laughs> but he's also a young man that had the pressures of the world when he was in high school to yep. live up to being the chosen one, the king, and has never dropped that torch once. Has been the face of the NBA for what now, 20 years? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Has been the face of the NBA for 20 years, has not dropped that torch has won in the Olympics, has failures in the Olympics, has won in the Olympics, right? Um, never did the dunk contest, which I'm still pissed off about. <laughs> uh, but he's won and continues to win, has got five rings now, four rings, excuse me? I think four. four. Yep, four. Uh, I mean, he's been to nine straight finals. Correct. Which is, Cor oh, correct. Which is that. which is crazy in itself. I mean, we praise Patrick Mahomes for going to what five, five title AFC. Games. Yeah. yeah. So LeBron went to nine finals in a row. No other player has done that. Yes, he's he lost hasn't won all of them. We know yeah. that Jordan won. You know, had three, two, three, three, or two three peats in a in a row um, to go, but. I, it's hard for me to not say LeBron is not that guy. It's 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 impossible for me to argue that statement any longer. I won't argue it. He is the greatest basketball player ever. And if I hear anybody argue that LeBron James had more time in the league and it took him longer to do this, this is not LeBron's fault that he plays in what I believe a more athletic league. Oh, I, I don't think anyone would question that. Yeah. Right. It's it's completely different night and day. The talent that there is spread across this league. And we do not have a sure dominant factor in any team. When you knew that Chicago Bulls, every time they step on a court every season with Jordan and Pippen and Rodman, that they were going to probably win the championship every year in the NBA. You have no idea who's going to win now because there's so much talent. 
And he's done that with all this. And I don't want to hear about how long he's been in there because the man has taken care of his body. It's not his fault that other players, other amazing superstars, Hall of Famers, their bodies deteriorated too early in their career. That's not his problem. He spends money back into his body to make sure that he stays there. Look at Tom Brady, who just retired, which sure we'll talk about too. But we have this here, and I I just got to give him his flowers while he's here. So LeBron, I salute you. You are the greatest basketball player ever. Period. I think I've I've wrestled with this. Obviously, we saw the tail end of of Jordan's career, at least. Yep. And in retrospect, we know very we know a lot about Michael Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't experience. You know, we were very young. We we did we do. We did have the benefit of seeing LeBron on the cover of SI at what 15 being at, as you mentioned, the chosen one, how many number one overall picks, how many quote unquote chosen ones have there been since Jordan that have completely crumbled under that pressure. That's, that's amazing. I think the knocks on LeBron, when you make this comparison without a doubt, the the first one is Jordan never lost the finals. Okay. Okay. And the second thing is I in my opinion at least I think the new NBA culture or the that as we mentioned the player empowerment stuff I think that I look at that like man really you got to be on you got to be on three teams or at least four different teams like I get it you ch- chase you want to win right you you certainly he had more than enough time in Cleveland to uh, try to get that team to build around him and it didn't work. So he was like, all right, I'm going to go do it myself with my friends and we're going to do this. And that didn't, I mean, two out of four championships, that's nothing to, to, uh, you know, can I say something to that point? Yo, I don't want to, I don't want to loom here for too long, but I do. Yeah, I mean, this is hours, certainly but... something I'd like to revisit at some point, but the, the argument, which I used to used to make that argument, but the argument of saying LeBron left to go do it with another team and he did it with his friends and and people knock him for that. Take a second and think about your own life. You work at a job, right? Your job that you work at or any job that you work at that you've left, right? Think about what happened while you were there at that job. You try to excel maybe get to another level in that job and you were shut down, weren't given the opportunity to grow. You going to just sit there and stay there your whole life and say, you know what? I'm going to suck this up. I'll be able to get to the next step. They're going to see me. I'm going to keep putting in work and they're going to do that. It doesn't work like that. So sometimes you have to move to another job for them to see the talent that you have for you to take the next step in your life. Think of this on the scale of what LeBron did in his own career. It's equivalent. It's it's something that you've probably done in your whole entire life anyway. If you don't, you didn't have a career, go to college, or even prior to that, if you worked any minimum wage or uh, any average job technically and not a career, you looked and you saw the value of what they saw you at through their eyes, and you knew the value that you had. And when you knew that they didn't see the value that you had and you weren't able to get to that next level after all the hard work that you put in, did you stay there? Or did you go somewhere else that you thought that you could be valued and win there? That's the way I look at it now. Yeah, yeah and I, 
I mean, I, I did preface it by saying he spent a hell of a long time in Cleveland, his hometown. And think of the, mm-hmm. the pressure of that alone and then everything else that I mentioned. And he was there for a long time. He was. They made some really bad moves. And he never really had a running mate. And, you know, they made bad moves. He helped them make bad moves. But at the end of the day, they, you know, that, and I kind of alluded to it with Luca. It's been four or five years, five or six years with Luca now. And it's like, there's, you know, the best player he's had on, on that team with him is no longer there. It's probably Jalen Brunson in hindsight. And, and that's a mistake in hindsight. They didn't want to pay him. They could have gotten him for a lot less than the Knicks got him. It didn't sound like he really wanted to even leave Dallas. But so it's it's like a it's a similar thing. I don't necessarily fault the the heat thing. I think it would be remembered a little differently. And I think even the decision is um I think that's the part that everybody that's the part that's, that amplified it all. I don't think if there was a decision, I don't think it would be as scrutinized as it was. I think if it was just, hey, listen. Just like anybody else has done in free agency, like I'm just going. Yeah, I think that would totally. The irony of it was that this was a TV special, and he gave a ton of money to the boys and girls club. Yeah, which is just never spoken about. Yeah, it's never mentioned. I mean, it 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 gets a bad rap. Uh, Obviously, it was a pivotal moment in in sports history. But yeah, I mean, we'll table this discussion because it's you know, I, I don't disagree, but uh, you know. Got a lot, lot to get to today. And, you know, uh, speaking of another, I mean, young talent in this league, but a disturbing story popping up in uh, what did this happen in Memphis or in Indiana that happened uh, in Indiana? Yeah. So members of John Morant's of, you know, the star of the Memphis Grizzly, his associates, we'll call it, uh, were involved with an incident with Excuse the, me, Memphis. It was in Memphis. OK, uh, with uh the Indiana Pacers traveling staff. I'm not entirely sure what that consists of, but uh, you know, John Morant's friends or associates or whatever uh, got into it with with these members uh, on uh, the Pacers, and then later, uh, reportedly with John Morant in an SUV, they uh, drove by the Pacers. Uh, these these same staff members very slowly and trained a like red laser pointer on them which we would hope was a red laser pointer not anything uh you know what it would allude to there but something really disturbing again reportedly jaw was in the car um the nba is looking into it certainly uh you know Jaw's not really been really convincing in my opinion trying to to clear his name here but uh just certainly something that's that's rather troubling, dude. Especially, uh, obviously, this behavior from anyone is is certainly troubling. But uh, you know, this Memphis team's kind of imploding in the last couple weeks. If you see what you know, we alluded to with with Dylan Brooks a couple weeks ago, and um, some other stuff here. This real again, I don't know how many times I can say troubling, but just man, this is this is weird. I. I'll take what Unk said. That's Shannon Sharp for you. that don't know. Uh, ja, you're not this dude. You're not tough. You're not this dude. You're tough on the court. You didn't come from this background. There's no reason to act tough or do any of these antics or act like you're, you're about that life. You're not. Um, 
one of the patient security guard said at that point in time, it was 100% a gun. If that is the case, I think Ja needs to get a wake-up call from the NBA. And I hope they scare the shit out of him. 100%. This is some Aaron, Aaron Hernandez shit, dude. I don't, I don't want anything to happen to him because he is absolutely one of my favorite players in the NBA. I've, we've said that period. a million times. 100%. I don't want anything to happen to him, but I want them to scare. You know, it's like a a parent moment with your child. Sam, you you have kids, so you, you're going to get where I'm coming from. And we've also been kids ourselves. There's been a moment in your life that your parents had said something that scared the absolute piss out of you, right? And you're like, oh, like, hmm. Should probably think about this before I do this if I'm ever in a situation like that, right? Uh, hence the fact I never, ever had... Uh, project x house parties at my house because <laughs> i knew if i came my parents came home and saw that house look different from when they left i would not be here to do this podcast it would have never existed at least from my end of this because i would have been six feet under he needs to have a come to god moment the nba needs to scare him like this could be taken away from you because you're doing idiotic things and hanging out with whatever your f- dumb friends are doing, you're putting yourself in a position that is going to spiral you out of control. Now, I don't know if there's been any other instances like this. I know there's been a lot of confrontation with the Grizzlies and a, a lot of people. They're essentially the most hated team in the NBA. But I just, I just hope Ja doesn't allow this to become a trend and this is a one-off thing. Yeah. Because if it does, we could see a, another young career sideline before it gets to its max potential. And I definitely do not want to see that because he is absolutely electrifying anytime he steps on the court. So I pray he has this come to Jesus moment. I do. I do. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I'm just looking at you. You sent me an article from The Athletic. I'm looking at this video, like the sideline uh, video, then, you know, some of John Morant's guys getting into a getting into it or something like that mm-hmm. but i i wasn't aware of what shannon sharp said i don't know too much about john moran other than you know the murray state and not getting offers and you know the what we see on the court so i'm you know i can't speak to that but yeah he's you know this is a hope you know you are the company you keep in a way yeah uh, and i just i just hope this is a one-off thing and again you know, if, if they're saying it was a gun, Jesus, but, um, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, say it wasn't, they're just trying to, to act tough. But, um, yeah, certainly something we'll keep an eye on. And I don't think I could say it better than you, just, a you know, a truly a talent in this league and, uh, want to see it, uh, you know, certainly go South there, but Agreed. keep an eye on it. That said, there's something else happening this weekend. It's the Super Bowl. Continuing your uh, fever dream here of just an interesting week. Hayes, your team is five days away from the Super Bowl. How do you feel right now? I guess you forgot what I said at the beginning of the show. I, I'm getting an update. I heard I'm, I No, 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 no. There's, there's no update to get, Sam. God damn it. I'm still anxious. I'm nervous. There is no update about this. I'm still sitting here rocking, sweating. My palms have been sweaty since they won. It's, I might need to see a doctor for this shit. I don't know how to feel. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. On a scale of 1 to 10 on confidence, I'm 6.5. 
because Ooh, I know Patrick Mahomes is on the other damn side. But I also know Patrick Mahomes has not faced a pass rush like this all year. So I'm nervous. I don't know what Jalen's going to bring. I'm nervous, Sam. I'm just nervous. Okay? There you go. And that was inside Brandon's brain <laughs> brought to you by... Uh, I'm nervous. Something. Yeah, man. Uh, big game going on. Kansas City and Philadelphia in Arizona. Uh, you know, we we talked about it a little bit last week. Obviously, you're you're picking the Eagles here. You're nervous. Uh, I I originally wanted to ask you the keys to the game for both teams, but I just don't know how nervous you are. How could both teams win this game? Travis Kelsey. He's good at football. Chiefs. Yeah. They can win this game with Travis Kelsey because the Eagles' weakness is over the middle and their linebackers. If Patrick Mahomes is able to get the ball out quickly, that could be an advantage for them. But that is, in my opinion right now, the only person he can truly get the ball to because their receiving core is not the greatest, number one, even though they've kind of come on a little bit, not really too much. But I, we also don't know how healthy they are. Because right. they were all on the injury report. Uh, and McCole Harmon is put on the IR, correct? Yeah, he's he's done, yeah. So they lose him. Um, they still have Juju, which Juju kind of put a target on his back by saying the best Philly cheesesteak is not from Philly. Why you you give them more ammunition is just stupid. But Juju can't. This is the This was the perfect time for to test Juju to see if he grew up. In my opinion, and we haven't heard from him all year. Did and he say this at oh, Media Day? Yeah, yeah, huh? Uh, did he say it at Media Day? Yes, of course. Of course. I didn't they, hear him say that. Don't hear from him the whole year. And it's like, okay, Juju's finally grown up. You haven't really heard anything because he really hasn't been relevant. He's and then, really of course, kept quiet all year. Yeah. Yeah. Until fair. he gets to the biggest stage and says, yeah, the, the worst cheesesteaks are, are the best cheesesteaks aren't from Philly. And they said, where'd he well, say the best from? Yeah. He, he said, I don't know, not Philly, and laughed. And it was just uh, like, you're the corniest of corny, sir. Uh, but I'll, whatever. You do what you got to do. So it's, it's for me, it's, for their, their offense is Kelsey and obviously Mahomes, right? We already know Mahomes is the key factor. Of course. Um, but then their d- the defensive side is, can their D-line, can Chris Jones and that D-line get to, Jalen Hurts because they're going against statistically the best yeah. line in the NFL. 100%. Right? And not even statistically, it's been proven uh, because Jalen hasn't really been touched. Right? So if Jalen can sit back there all day, the way the Eagles can win is by Jalen throwing the ball because the Chiefs secondary isn't the greatest. Uh, they've, they've come on hot recently with spags. His teams always seem to, to heat up towards the, the playoffs. Yep. It's wild. I know this used to be for the Eagles too. So I know all about spags and what he does. Um, spags. I do too. So his, his teams have started to, to, to pick it up, but Jalen can pick you apart. And these guys are, it's a, their, their secondary is full of a lot of rookies. Right. And so what the offense at the Eagles run even the Niners, who are were considered to be the number one defense 
uh, going into that championship game, they couldn't even stop that offense. And Jalen didn't even throw more than 160 yards. Yeah. And they were at a disadvantage because they were on the field were. way too much. They were. But, but that's that's one way the Eagles could win. Obviously, their run game um, and also their, their defensive line. But they could lose uh, with that secondary, too, because at times... Darius Slay and Bradbury, even though they've showed up a lot this season, uh, they've disappeared sometimes. Uh, and they were allowed to, they allowed some things to happen. And I don't think that is a good recipe, but I, I just really feel Sam, honestly, I know this is going to sound biased. This is my team. I really just feel like who outside of Kelsey, like if the Eagles are able to take Kelsey away. And what I mean by that is, if they can rush for and clog up the middle Drop to back, yeah. to cover Kelsey, who is Mahomes going to go to? That's that's the thing that I keep thinking about. Who is he going to go to? Now, obviously, he's a phenomenal and talent, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time already. Yeah, at twenty-seven. Who, even with with all the talent he has, who can he get the ball to? in this situation. And that's where I'm really curious to see, because if they can get Kelsey, the Eagles are going to have a hard time all day. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the MVS has had some bigger moments that I thought he was mm -hmm. capable of. And Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers probably sitting at home, like what the hell, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, there, there's that he's, he's shown up at times, you know, uh, I, I think Kelsey's definitely X factor. Obviously, you come into every game. Travis Kelsey is is a problem. Talk about an all time great. But I, I, what really bothers me, or it bothers me, but I really think is a huge disadvantage is Kansas City's running game. Now they activated Ceh uh, Clyde Edwards Elair from uh, the uh, IR. Oh. He hasn't played. Yeah, pups. He hasn't. Uh, played since week 11 with a high ankle sprain ironically what Patrick Mahomes is playing with now mm -hmm. and uh you know it's Isaiah Pacheco seventh round pick from Rutgers will beat you up and this all in the inside he's also one of the fastest dudes in the league but I, this running game's inconsistent and I think that's totally going to be the x factor because I, I said it last week. I will never doubt Patrick Mahomes again. I saw it. I saw it. We all saw it. I said he's, with the exception of Brett Favre, he's the best quarterback the Jets have ever had if he was a Jet, like on one leg. Like it's no doubt. But uh, it's it's just wild to to think of how good the Eagles rushing game is and that line, offensive line is, and when you compare it to what we're seeing in Kansas City, and then on the opposite, Frank Clark and, you know, is there. Chris Jones had a hell of a game against a banged up Cincinnati uh, line. And they're, he's not going to get those same looks if these guys are playing the way that they could. Mm -hmm. And there's a there's a lot to play for on that line and in, in this game here. And um, I, I, I think I was leaning. I don't know if I publicly said this, but I was leaning Kansas City last week. I'm. I'm moving the ball over. I think that I think the Eagles are going to win. Hmm. Nice to join me. Yeah, uh, with the exception of uh, head coach and quarterback, I think the Eagles are a better team. Now, those are two big spots, obviously. And you know, head 
coaching is huge and quarterback play is huge and no disrespect to Jalen. You know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. I don't get a lot of the slander, but uh and he's not entirely healthy. I'm not convinced he's healthy. But with the exception of those two positions, the Eagles are just a better team. I 100% am going to tell you this right now. Jalen Hurts is going to show out in this game. Because of that exact thought process, and this is not me faulting you, I understand, and, and don't worry, I'm also weary of seeing the accuracy since his arm, but I think he's now had a bunch of time to rest. Sure. Time to reevaluate, get ready to game plan for this. I think you are going to see the Jalen Hurts that you saw earlier in the year. And I think <laughs> that young man is is more than ready for this. I think he, I know he's going to rise in the moment. And I know he's going to put people on notice. But like, he's he's bringing all the receipts with him to this game. Let's just, let's just put it that way. He's bringing a folder of receipts. And he's going to make sure that he lays it out and lets people know at the end. So, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just nervous and anxious. That's so, it. so what's going on Sunday? Like, what's your setup? What are you doing? Talk me through the day because I've only watched one Super Bowl in my life that has meant anything to me. And that's when Drew Brees won Super Bowl. I say Drew Brees and not the Saints. Uh, so you, this is your second Super Bowl in a couple years. Obviously, your third Super Bowl you're watching. Oh, you already right. got, you already got, you already have the this last the 2017 one. Yep. Wearing a 2017 champion hat. Yep. Look at that. So talk me through your day. What What's going on? What are you doing? What contact will you have with the outside world? The people want to know. Uh, Not much contact with the outside. Actually, I'll be talking to people up till the game. During the day, I'm going to have a nice relaxing day. Might go for a little walk when I wake up in the morning. Okay. You know, prep what I'm going to have to eat and stuff like that. Uh, there's there's only a select few people that are are allowed to come into the domain. You're you're one of them if you'd like to. Thank you, sir. Uh, but uh, probably gonna be some pizza. All right. Probably gonna be some wings and some chips. All right. Definitely gonna be looking at my bar cart with some bourbon. There's gonna be some old fashions made. Uh, nice. there's also some juice bomb in in my fridge, so that'll probably be drank too. Uh, but I will uh put my eagle swag right around me. Look at that, baby. Get ready. ready. Uh, there might be another video of me crying again if they win. Um, that will be posted if that happens. It, it will. I don't mind it. Um, yeah, I, I just plan on having a very nice and peaceful day until 630 comes around. And then the stress will ensue. <laughs> <laughs> it will 100% be there for me. And uh, I'm just going to take it on the chin and just roll with it. It just kind of is what it is at that point. So yeah, sounds like a good uh, good time. We'll try to keep the stress level low for you. Thanks. Just report Thanks in to us if I don't see you. <laughs> no, yeah, Super sure. Bowl Fifty Seven, obviously Sunday on Fox, six thirty Eastern. Just it's crazy that we are uh, that the NFL season's almost over, man. Love yeah. it. Just... But uh, some other um, some other news in the NFL. I guess we'll get to some coaching updates. Sean Payton was introduced, uh, well, I guess Monday when you're Monday as the new Broncos coach. 
And it sounded like he was surprised that he uh, to learn that Russell Wilson has his own personal QB coach and basically said he will not be in the facility. So uh, Sean Payne was was pretty, uh, you know, uh, you know, he he said some good things about Russ and some things that needed to change, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought that was interesting. Not that I don't agree with it. I, you know, uh, and there's been some former players of Sean Payton basically saying, you know, you got to give a little bit here. You got to buy in if you're Russ and, and, you know, he will find your strengths and, and, uh, and help you if, if you're ready to buy in. So uh, I, I think this will certainly be a interesting relationship. I know both of these guys want to win and, uh, I just don't like how they're creating this like power struggle already, like in the media, like it's just not, it's not even a thing. To me, I just think it's just this doesn't happen with any other uh, team. Like you've never heard this with any other team because it do, it's not a thing that really exists. You don't they, teams don't care if you have your own personal uh, coach outside of it that that may train you outside of silly. Tom Brady's always had that, but they don't come into the facility. Right. And I think they gave russ whatever he wanted because they just paid him his big ass contract and nathaniel hackett it was his first year so he kind of took advantage of that if that is the case but i if this was do you care i would absolutely say i don't care about this we can move on (laughs) i don't care about either and i think to i think to the the point of this quote-unquote power struggle i i think it was brought up last year again as you know certainly stuff leaking out to attack Russ, stuff leaking out to attack the coaching staff, go after them, you know, um, paint both of them wrongly. Yeah, I mean, famously, Brady's people are no longer, were no longer allowed in in Foxborough when that was all happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not surprised by by any of that, but, uh, you know, I, I think the, I think this will be interesting to see. They, Denver just paid Peyton a lot of money they inherited Russ Wilson and in, in this contract and they can't really get out of it. And they're just going to have to make this work. And certainly it's not like Russell Wilson is beyond repair here, uh, especially the last couple games of the season. He really, he looked like, you know, the guy we're used to seeing. And I, I think Sean's whole premise of his press conference, I listened to some of it was, all right, we have to get back to what, what made this guy great, what won this guy's Super Bowl and um or at least what he could do and and just tailor our game plan to that and you know go from there. So I, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh some defensive coordinator, a couple interesting defensive coordinator hires uh reported yesterday that Minnesota is hiring former Miami Dolphins head coach and uh defensive you know i don't know if he was a coordinator but he was on the steelers staff last year brian flores as their new dc uh hell of a move there i i think especially when you have a young head coach and an offensive minded head coach i think this is a great move to just all right i don't have to worry that much about the defense here this defense will get better this defense will play more discipline and uh, I, I'm a fan of Brian Flores, and I think this move is definitely going to help the Vikings. Vikings just got better. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt there. And uh, on a similar, 
similar uh, page here. The 49ers lost D'Amico Ryans, their DC, to um, to the Houston Texans. He's their new head coach. Previously have lost other guys, right? And they just get better and better. Um, Steve Wilkes, who uh, was the DC in um, Carolina and then became the interim head coach when uh, Matt Rule was fired. He didn't get uh, the Carolina job, but he's the new DC of the 49ers. Again, rich get richer here. It's a uh, you know great move, well regarded coach in this league and defensively a, a you know really good really good coach knows what he's doing and and Niners aren't going to miss a beat here. So I don't know uh, if to say they get better, but they're they're good. I I just I'm happy that Steve Will, Steve Wilkes was able to just bounce right back after being an interim head coach for the Panthers. You and I both thought that he would have a a chance for head coach yeah. uh, seem not to be the case, especially with the guys. I still don't leave a bad taste in my mouth. I, I do love that Frank Reich is, is, is a head coach still too, because I have a love for him, but I still wish it was Steve Wilkes over him. Uh, but super happy for D'Amico. Did you see the video of him arriving? Yeah. It I was, think you it was that super love. That was awesome. I, I loved, love, love that. Uh, again, is a guy that used to be in that building and has been well-received everywhere he's gone. So shout out to him for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a really cool video. I think it was the Texans posted that on social media. Check that out. Uh, he walked into the uh, facility and was everybody was cheering for him. It was really cool. And a moment in coaching news that made me literally laugh out loud. <laughs> Kellen Moore has been replaced in Dallas as an <laughs> offensive coordinator. As you, we, we mentioned last week, he's going to San Diego, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Said San Diego. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer is their new OC. I laughed out loud as if Jets fan and uh so I'm not a Brian Schottenheimer fan. Uh so that that'll certainly be interesting in, in Dallas. It's assumed that Mike McCarthy will continue to or will be calling plays, but um thoughts on uh the, the new Cowboys OC. I think it's dumb, <laughs> but it doesn't shock me because it's dumb moves that the Cowboys make. You you've literally been in the top five of offense in like the past in th three separate occasions in the past five years and you get rid of the offensive coordinator. I just think it's dumb. It's, it's not the offensive coordinator. Like he's, he's done that. Like, yes, there's been some stupid calls, but whatever. Um, I, I don't Brian Schottenheimer. I've looked at his like track record and it's not been great. So, uh, go ahead, Dallas, keep doing what you, yeah. you do best. <laughs> Love you. Certainly. Uh, you know, I, I don't fault him that much in Seattle kind of seeing what Russ Wilson can will do when you quote let him cook, but certainly a run heavy coach. Uh did a lot of that in Seattle and, and certainly in New York. Um and there's a lot of uncertainty with this Cowboys team. I ne don't necessarily think Dak is broken, led the league or was tied for the league lead and in picks this year, didn't even play a full season. Um and you know, Zeke. There's a lot of speculation he's going to be cut or not be on this team or restructured or whatever. And Tony Pollard is not only, you know, has broken what fibula he's, he's a free agent. So a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on there. I still think I love CD lamb as, as do you, I think he needs a running mate. I don't necessarily think Michael Gallup's that dude. Um, they had him. His name was Amari Cooper. Yeah, I don't, again, it's what happens when you, you can't pay all these dudes. You know, we've, we've talked about it. They just, they, uh, you know, they made one bad move and 
this you got to make other moves to make up for it and it becomes a mess but yeah so uh i laughed out loud so i, I thought you would enjoy that uh but i said i was saving this for do you care but i guess it is kind of a a big deal not as big of a deal as last year but the goat called it quits again tom brady hung it up on an instagram post i believe last uh wednesday morning right after our pod dropped uh just basically saying it it's for real this time and and thanking everyone and and then uh that's it he's he's retired i guess and uh good for him so thoughts on uh tom brady hanging it up again thanks for all you gave to the game and i'm happy to see you going <laughs> yes i i just I, I was happy to see him gone last year. I wish he would have just left when he he got his his last ring. But, of course, these guys are so competitive, they don't know when to give it up. And I yep. wish he would have then. Um, the, the the gifts, the memes that, have, that came out immediately after have absolutely had me in tears. So I appreciate all of y'all on the Internet. The Internet is still undefeated. Um, to go check those out if you have it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's got a 10 year, $375 million deal with Fox sports. Right? He's Tom is fine. Tom just made up the money that he gave up throughout his whole career. He just made up a majority of that, which is this deal. Uh, he'll be yeah. fine. I'm sure he's going to get more sponsorships. He's got a movie coming out, uh, like in the next couple of weeks. So I, Tom is fine. Tom will be all right. I think it came out. Um, that said. Uh, yeah, he's made more money. He's going to make more money on this Fox deal than he did in his career. Which, not by a lot, but still that's something to be said. Did you see the story about the sand? The sand? You know how you saw the retirement video? It yeah. was on a beach in Miami. I'm assuming mm -hmm. it's Miami. I think that's where he lives. Um, and in the backgrounds, like his condo or whatever. And he just, he said he just went, plopped himself down on the beach, hit record on, you know, whatever he did in video and did it someone went and bottled the sand and put it on ebay and the last i checked it was at 90 grand so then i went on ebay you know i'm on ebay a lot looking at you know sports cards and different things i'm looking on ebay and there was a ton of like copycat um postings right after that so i couldn't i didn't find that one i didn't really look that hard but 90 grand it's probably just people trolling at this point but i'd hope someone wouldn't spend 90 grand on sand um but hey, well, <laughs> yeah, you just move on. This is real, man. This is real. Google it. I dude. got nothing it's for real. that. Just goofball qualities right there. Can All we right. get to UFC? UFC quarter. Go ahead. UFC I'm gonna watch this week. Saturday, two eighty four. The main card, lightweight champion Islam. Can never pronounce his last name. Uh, against Alexander Volkanovsky. When I say that this is going to be an absolute brawl, this is to unify the lightweight championship belt. This is going to be a brawl, like 100%. I cannot wait for this fight. I know there's some other fights on here, and Sam put them up here. They're, they're going to be great, too. Uh, uh, Yari Rodriguez, Josh Emmett, phenomenal co-main event. Uh, I don't give a damn about any of those other fights. The only fight I care about is the main event. I could literally, I'm going to watch it all, but I could literally go the whole night 
not watching any of this and just waiting to that main event because that would be worth it. I could literally, I might take a nap just to get some energy, watch the card halfway through because it's going to go to like 1 a.m. And I know the next day I'm just going to have a whole bunch of energy that I need to conserve until, you know, the end of the game. But that fight, thus far, any fight, I know it's early in the year, this is the fight of the year. It's probably going to be one of the top three fights of the year, period. I don't care what card is going to come out outside of my boy John Bones Jones coming back, but that's that's something else in itself. Definitely watch this on Saturday night. It's going to be slobber knocker. Shout out to Jim Ross. Um, are you proud of me for putting in the rundown? All absolutely, of this on UFC? absolutely not. You it took pr- you. It took you way too long to do this. So absolutely not. No, I put a. If you could see our absolutely rundown, folks. absolutely. Not Sam. What? You're not impressed with me? No. Usually I don't put anything in here. And you yeah, well, I'm still not impressed with you. It took what two damn years for you to do this? But I did it. Oh God. <laughs> it happened. Oh my God. Yeah, I guess. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> and I watched the last UFC pay-per-view. Yeah, don't ask me who was I fighting. Did. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me who was fighting. I don't remember, but I watched it. I did you better. You're did. you're a slow starter. I get it. Hey, I got there. Two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two years, exactly. 87 episodes. I'm here, baby. How ridiculous. Don't know who won. Don't know who fought. Don't know yeah. where it was. And he asked me if I'm proud of him. Anyway, get to do you kiss, man. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, anyway, do you care? <laughs> Here's something that we don't talk about often, but we should. WNBA free agency. The yes. GOAT, Candace Parker, is uh joining Aja Wilson. And the defending champion, Las Vegas Aces. And, uh, you know, she spent the last couple years uh, with her hometown team, the Sky, and before that, obviously, with the Sparks. And uh, the powerhouse teams are forming in the WNBA because super teams, super teams are happening. Because shortly after that, Stewie herself, Brianna Stewart, is joining our New York Liberty. And, uh, you know, just they already got Sabrina and, uh, Jones from uh, the Connecticut Sun, John Qual Jones, they, uh, who won the MVP a couple years ago, and the arms race in the WNBA has has begun. I'm very excited about this. Do I care? Yes. Am I more excited than I should be? I don't know because you're the only one that has shared the enthusiasm back with me. Everyone else is like, "What the hell? What? Who?" Someone asked. One of my very close friends was like, "Who's Brianna Stewart?" Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, well, well yeah. hold on, hold on. Let me yeah, one of let the, me be fair. Yeah, yeah. Let me be fair. Dame did the same damn thing too. So yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm aim I'm Aaron Dame out. I don't give a damn. Any chance I get that's to fine. air Dame out, I, I'm I will it. not air my friend out. Yeah, I will. This is the friendship that we have. Uh but uh no, he's obviously one of my best friends in the world. But yeah, he, he can take you gotta do better, Dave. You gotta do he, better. You do. She's, uh she's I, one of the most decorated college athletes of all time. Easily. And and you know a pro as well. I was about to say one of the most decorated basketball players of all time. Period. Totally. Fair. Um, Stewie, Stewie coming to the Liberty. Shout out to KD for that too, because he definitely, yep. I'm sure, was a a, a little catalyst in this because he has a relationship with her as well too. Um, to to get Stewie to come and play with our girl Sabrina. Shout out to her by the way, because we never spoke about this. She did get engaged. Um, yeah. Uh, not too yeah. long ago. So shout out to her. 
Um, her her fiance plays for the Raiders, if I remember correctly, is yeah, a lineman. Offensive lineman. Yeah. yeah. So uh, shout out to her. But just that that combo alone, and and Jones also coming over, they're building a super team, and I just love 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 that. So we got to get out there this year to go to a game for sure like i i 100 want to see that and i want to get a jersey uh this year a sabrina jersey for sure um candace parker i have a love for candace partner parker she's such a beautiful woman i was super attractive and still attracted to her uh but i love her game i love what she's done i love how she's been an advocate uh her as an analyst is also awesome too um to join uh, the Aces and still have this career, I think she is going to be a huge part for them. And I would not be surprised if we saw these two teams in the finals. Would not be. Oh, yeah, all. totally. Would not. And I, I heard today that she's going to do the color um, commentary color commentary on the All-Star game. That's which dope. would be the first woman commentator Let's go. in the All-Star game, which is awesome. I, I read that right before we got together today. So that's dope. Again, I mean two awesome moves for the WNBA. And I think uh, certainly ushering in or, you know, getting more attention on the sport, even mm-hmm. though it's been 25 years or whatever, but uh, continuing to, to grow as, as I have is certainly important. And, Agreed. Uh, totally behind it. We will definitely make our way to Brooklyn to see, uh, to see these, uh, these Liberty play for sure. Last, do you care? No, we uh, a little long today, but big show. Hey, the Pro Bowl games happened. Do you care? Yes. The flag football game was fun to watch. That was fun. Yeah. I didn't watch anything else. I, I watched the one where they the the big guys alignment were taking the weights off into the basket and then moving around and pulling the wall together. I, yeah. That and then also uh like the obstacle course that had like the linemen, the running backs, and then the linebacks. I see that one. Uh that was pretty cool. Uh but I mean, my favorite part of it was the flag football game because it was still so competitive. Uh, and it was you got to see guys that are elusive. Like you could see the hand-eye coordination because I play flag football. And to be able to get somebody that is fast and shifty, that can move their hips to the side and do that and, and have them play by the rules that we play um, and still be able to snatch the the flag from somebody that is that fast as like a Tyreek Hill uh, it was super impressive to see, but it was also super impressive to see uh, the competitiveness uh, that was still in there. The winning, the winning uh, conference got eighty-two thousand. The losing got forty-two thousand a player. Uh, but I also love to see Peyton and Eli go at it. Peyton was was and committed, yeah. but that's that's what made him so good at what he yeah. was doing. And he doesn't um, want to lose to Eli. Of course not. Yeah. That's what he said. He said, "I don't want to yeah. have to hear from him for a whole year." But now he's going to have to because Eli's already running his mouth. I love it. He's like, I'm the superior uh, Uh, Manning Manning coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. He knows. Uh, I'm surprised we only saw one hit, big hit that Jalen Ramsey hit on (laughs) Tyreek because it's the, you know, the instincts here of like, that's what these guys, you know, they've been training their whole lives. So like, that was a football move that I don't think that was intentional at all. Like, it wasn't. wasn't. You're going full speed. You're trying to. He's the fastest dude in the league. You're just trying to like. Well, get him also, down. I remember. I don't know if you saw. Did you see the whole play or did you just see the hit? I saw the whole play. Okay, so yeah, just, just to give the audience, it was Devonte Adams taking a uh, a crossing route, 
almost to the Baja, a.k.a. the end zone, giving you some terminology, uh, almost to the Baja, and then he pitched it back to Tyreek, who was there. Jalen was already running full speed trying to catch Devontae Adams, and he pitches it back yeah. to Tyreek. Jalen couldn't stop, so he basically shoulder-checked him and decleated him, and it was absolutely crazy. Also, Tyreek Hill is the MVP of, oh, of this whole weekend because the interviews that he was doing with his microphone walking around and asking people if they thought they were faster than him to say two nice things about the Dolphins, uh, all the questions that he asked, it was absolutely hilarious. He is a he is a a gym protects him at all costs. I, I would disagree because I'm not a fan of Tyreek Hill off the field but it's good the interaction with like Ray Lewis and and other dudes was um that was fun to watch for sure it was it was some things in Tyreek Hill's past that I I can't and won't ignore but that said it was was yeah but it was it was fun content for sure he's he's um he's a funny dude and the you know the guys you know we're we're giving it right back to him and and that's that's cool to see uh it's it's cool to see like people who like want to be there um you know it's not they're not getting a free trip trip to hawaii anymore and and these it's just an experiment for the nfl but it was cool i you know i i didn't watch every event as you mentioned like that obstacle course thing i didn't see i didn't see a lot of the dodgeball which i think i would generally be interested in but that i saw the best catch thing Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw that, but I did. It I was I wasn't a fan of it mainly because it trash. It yeah, it it didn't work. It um, it wasn't working. It was new, obviously. So there's some growing pains there, but it was it was not good television. It was kind of like when you get really bad dunkers in a dunk contest. Yes, and and clearly these are some of the best hands in the NFL, right? I mean, you have Stefan Diggs struggling. And Mike Vick is throwing passes to you and you're like, you know, and the, you know, Amon and, and EQ St. Brown trying to do like it was it was it could have been better. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's revamped or disappears. But overall, you know, a, you know, a fun, uh, a fun afternoon of football. It was, it was cool to see. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, they can they can do away with the best catch that never needs to happen ever again. Thank you. And that's it. Episode 87 of the Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast for Brandon, who will be in nerves until Sunday evening. I'm Sam. Thanks so much for listening. Go Birds. I'm going to let everybody listens to the Chasing Points podcast. No. That if the Eagles are victorious, Come Wednesday when you hear this podcast, you will hear me gloat so much. If you are any fan of a rival team, I suggest you not show up to this podcast that day. I want you to listen. So just play it for like 12 minutes or just fast forward through it. We might even timestamp it so you can get past my rant. But that's going to be hard because I'm going to make sure I drop little Easter eggs throughout the whole damn episode and some very, very blatant things. If the Eagles just so happen to lose, Sam, you are on your own. I will not be here. And on that note, 
so you're not going to show up. Yep. But you, you'll gloat, but yep. you won't show up yep. if they listen. Yep. You heard me, Sam. You heard me. You got two ears, right? I just want to clarify. God gave you two ears and one mouth. So listen. Bye, everybody. <laughs>